the Northern Hemisphere people that say Super Rugby is underrated are just the people that are rugby fans that are trying to be super edgy. So if you <laughs> want to like support like a different competition and really they should just stick to what they know or don't know in Ed's case. And we literally did not say Bez would be winning. Ed said Gloucester would be winning the <laughs> Honestly, rugby commentary is the worst. We need and some of the Southern Hemisphere ones where they're like, Julian Savannah the bus! <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Much Do About Rugby, the podcast where we chat about everything rugby. If you like the content, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel so you won't miss any more of our videos. Right, let's jump into the episode then. We are doing today a overrated or underrated episode so we will be going through some topics some people uh everything related to rugby obviously and we will be trying to say or determine whether they are overrated or underrated so let's just jump right into the first topic the first one is owen farrell overrated or underrated max and lambert come to you first so just to just make it clear Uh... we've Mackie uh, doesn't know anything on the list. Maliki does because we, we compile the list, but Max's reaction will be 100% first time um, <laughs> off the cuff. So, Maxin, go for it. Um, um, for, I, I think he's properly rated, but I could see how some would argue that he is overrated at the moment and is not playing that great. But I would say um, Fowl is properly rated. I think he's. I think he's underrated. I think I actually genuinely. I actually genuinely think this. I actually because think about it, people have been slating him for so long, and like anyone who's not English, think like hates him also just because he can be a bit of a dick on the pitch. But his actual skill, I think his kicking is like ri- ridiculous. Like he's one, He's like the second highest points score for England, and he's definitely up there as one of the best tens in the world. But I just don't think he gets that credit. If you get what I mean. Yeah, because people hate him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like the half the thing with Owen Farrell is that uh, he's just had a bit of a dip in form recently, like a tiny dip, and then England beat France yesterday, and suddenly he's back in everyone's Lions team, and it's the same with someone like Maratoje. So <laughs> can you really so can you really say that he's like definitely not overrated, is he? But can you really say that he's properly rated when everyone's literally just kicked him out of their Lions sides and? He's underrated, mate, isn't he? He's yeah, underrated. He is underrated. He's sick. He's so underrated, good. Yeah. He's so good. Right, moving on swiftly. We have a bit of a different one now. Uh, it is uh, a competition. So we're just going to go straight for Mackie. Overrated or underrated? The Six Nations Championship. Oh, okay. I'd say underrated. I think, I think people take it for granted each year. Like, and we don't actually appreciate how, like, good it is, if, you, if that makes sense. Like, do we have, like, basically a European Championship of the best teams every year? Like, if you compare it to football, where it takes every, like, two or four years to have, like, a major competition. But in rugby, we literally have, like, a European Cup, essentially, every year. I'd say yeah. it's underrated. I think you can compare it to, like, if, like, you know how in the Southern Hemisphere, they have the, the what is it, like, Tri-Nations or whatever, which is just New Zealand and Australia... Uh, or was it rugby championship it's called now um, yeah, with, with Argentina as well which is like good but it's just not it's nowhere near got the hype as six nations and I think just especially when you're in the stadiums and the fact that every like in the UK you're going to all the biggest stadiums in like and then also France and Italy it's just kind of a mental competition so definitely underrated six nations overrated mate <laughs> 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 
because because Italy are part of it, and the, there's always going to be one match on a weekend where you just don't really give a shit, and you you literally just know what the result's going to be every time because Italy haven't won a game in how how long? Five years? Six years now? Yeah, and they got beaten by Wales. A bit embarrassing, isn't it? Like I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know. I just think obviously obviously I'm kind of pulling a leg a little bit. It's it's <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty good tournament, but. Is if Italy went out, well, if Italy just got better, can Italy just get good? I think they, I think they are not as bad as people make out. They're good, but their defense is not good. Like, their attack is good. Their attack is not really that bad at all. Their attack was that good. Like that's like that's like the All Blacks. So the All Blacks attacks like outrageous. Their defense, meh. Um, <laughs> yeah, and maybe Italy will be the next All Blacks. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. No, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think the Six Nations is obviously. I, I agree with you, Max, and we do take it for granted. But they need to find something to spice it up, especially at the moment when there's no crowds. Because mm. I think maybe a change in commentary. Commentary's awful, <laughs> honestly. Rugby commentary's the worst. We need and, some of the Southern Hemisphere ones where they're like, Julian Savar, the bus. Can <laughs> <laughs> they should just change? You know what I reckon they should. Do? I reckon they should just change the format of it. So that there's a semi and a, there's actually a final. Yeah, I was just thinking that that would be a really good idea. That would be actually mad. A final would be so sick. A six nation yeah. final. That'd be actually yeah. mad. Liv Clark, how good is this guy? <laughs> what I think they should do. What I think they should do is, if someone doesn't win the Grand Slam, then there should be a final between the the team in first and second. Yes, that'd be a dank idea. That would actually be mad. It's a grand final at Twickenham. And England win. <laughs> England always win. We have to win. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. So Six Nations is obviously underrated and we take it for granted. But I said overrated just to spice it up. So. <laughs> um, okay. So next one. Quite topical, actually, seeing as uh, what we saw yesterday might not have been his, his finest performance. Antoine Dupont, the French scrum half. Maliki, underrated or overrated? Bloody hell. I think I want to say underrated, not gonna lie, just because I think his his support play is, is definitely the best in the world. And he is the, he, he is by far the best nine in the world. But I don't know if everyone's kind of like starting to see that now. That's the thing. I don't know if people so I don't know. Maybe I'll probably go properly rated right now. Just because I think everyone has like caught onto the hype of Dupont. Like I think at the beginning of the Six Nations or last year, I would have gone underrated um, for those reasons because he wasn't really like as known. But I think now everyone's seen how good he is and see how in like influential he is for France. I think he is properly rated right now. Mackie Doge. Yeah, I think I agree. Cause like I don't know. I think I'm earing on the side of overrated by some people like because i think some people are like he's gonna change the game like <laughs> he's the best nine of a generation like in the he world is completely different to any um, other nine at the moment though that's the thing so it is like kind of shifting the way a nine can play but yeah. but he's not really doing anything that different he's just got a bit of french flair about him it, it, that, that's it for you yeah and... but he, he scores a lot more tries than the normal nine would I think AA Ron at his uh, AA Ron Smith at his prime way better than Antoine Dupont. Ben Young's Ben Young's outplayed Antoine Dupont yesterday. Yeah. Ben Ben Young scores a, sh- a shy yeah, in tries for England. 
He scores loads of tries. So I don't, I'm, you know, maybe Ben Young's is underrated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ben Young's is chronically underrated. Like, he had a bit of a weird time when he would take ages to pass from the base of the rock or something. But now he's been, like, trained by Eddie to just whip it away quickly. Love it. Ben Young's is definitely underrated. Definitely underrated. Right, so an extra one. An extra one for everyone there. Ben Young's underrated. Antoine Dupont properly rated. There you go. (laughs) Right, coming on to England then. We are going to rate Eddie Jones. Is he underrated or overrated? Eddie Jones, Maxim. Uh, Oh, oh, no. Firstly, it depends by who. But I'd say like um underrated because underrated. mate he's just he just gets to world cup finals doesn't he he's a bit of a machine and i think especially at the moment i'm gonna go into a dip i think he's underrated but i think tend to go dip between world cup cycles well that's what happened last all i think the things if we remember what he's done with this with the england side it's pretty incredible uh, we were actually were quite bad when he picked us up. We literally lost in the group stages of our own World Cup, <laughs> which is which is really really bad. And he picked us up and basically made us favourite for a World Cup, um, and then built on that. Now we're actually expected to win stuff. So I'd say on that front, he's underrated. Yeah, I think I think just be, just from like even like now where where England have been in a different form, people have been like, why is he not playing all these young players? Like that includes me. I'm literally saying that. So I think, but the fact is that he obviously has a process that he knows works and it's obviously proven by him being able to lead England to a lead, uh, was not a lead, a win yesterday at France, against France. And I think, yeah, as you said, all the stuff he's done for England, like getting to a World Cup final, obviously we didn't quite finish off, but he is kind of mental as a coach, like actually quite dank. But then again, England do have a lot of dank players. So I guess it kind of comes to one, one with the other, like hand in hand, like you can't really have. I guess you can have a dank coach and average players, but you're not going to get to the levels that England kind of got to without both of them. So yeah. I, I'm leaning I think on. He's, so I think he's probably like properly rated, to be honest. Like he's still the England coach. Obviously, there's people out there that still believe in him, um, and you, you know, we're winning here and there. So what, what more? What more do you want? And, and honestly, I'd probably rather be in France because I class. France is a better team than Wales. So it kind of shows when we do play the way he wants us to play and, and we do execute like the way he wants us to. Is he going to win. take it to the next World, next World Cup though? Do you think? Do you think he's going to last that long? Probably, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. And, mm. and the thing that really impressed me about Eddie Jones is that he took that Stuart Lancaster side of 2015 that was kind of outrageously bad. And he basically took the same starting lineup. I, I'm not sure how many positions he changed. He might have changed like two or three people. Um, but he took the same group of players, essentially. And we toured Australia and we whitewashed them, which is kind of incredible just to see, like, maybe Stuart Lancaster's just an, a bad coach. But the thing is, Ed, the thing is with that, but the thing is with that is like, okay, we didn't play that well in the World Cup. We essentially just had a blip of like two games against Australia and I think it was Wales. And Wales. But like, if you look before the build-up to that World Cup, we were we were favourites to win it. So I don't know whether Stuart Lancaster was actually that bad. Favourites to win it? Yes, we were. Favourite. We were literally favourites. Yeah, we were. We were favourites to win it on the bookies. 
Jeez. You know, I'm 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 gonna say Eddie Jones is properly rated just because I think he's ex- so expected to win. With he like he gets he's been slated because we lost because he's so expected to win, which I think England should be winning because of our side. If you get what I mean, so I'm going properly rated as well. Fair enough. That brings us on to the next kind of linking linking point, which is uh, England rugby as as a whole and in general. And whether England rugby itself, the international side, is overrated, underrated, or properly rated, what do we reckon, Mackie? Oh, these are tough. Oh, every time he just cries oh. deeply, like it's such a hard decision. <laughs> England rugby, as in like the national side, right? The now. national side, yeah. Um, right now, I think underrated because. Um, just based on literally on the previous few games, how we we've lost some games, I think that's not doesn't show how how good the England team actually is. Obviously, beating France has brought that back, but essentially, people were just saying England are absolute shies and after losing to to both Wales and Scotland, so I would say underrated based on that. I still think England are one of the best teams in the world, <clears throat> despite losing those two games. Um, so yeah, underrated, I'd say. I think I have to agree with you there. I think going, if you're looking at who are the best sides, in like the best international sides, you're always thinking All Blacks, I don't know, South Africa. And I think England are 100%, 100% up there with, with them in, as some of the best sides. Well, definitely right now or in the last, like, I don't know, however long, however many years. I think we have like so many good players, like not only in our side, but like as a, like the selection from all our club uh, club options, if you get what I mean. So I think just as a side ourselves, we have just like amazing depth, especially in like flankers, actually right, ridiculous. How much depth we have, it's actually insane. But so I think- It's the same in every position though, I think. Like if you look at like, even like, yeah, the only, the only position that we don't have good depth in, I think is scrum half. Mm. Even, no, even, then, even then we- even if even at scrum half, I'd say we have quite quite a lot of options. Maybe not yeah. world class options, but we have a lot of like good options. Yeah, but if you look at like ten at ten, for example, or like hooker and prop, mm. second row, we literally have so many so many options that are actually like world class players. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I think a lot of players who play for England who may not be like just like the big names like Maratoje are like like for example, Joe Launchby, he is definitely a world class lock. But he just isn't seen as that. But he just definitely is a world class lock, I, I think. And I think it goes the same for so many other players. Launchbury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, England are probably overrated, to be honest. <laughs> you can't yeah. look straight to face saying that. <laughs> definitely not. We are underrated. Said nobody ever. <laughs> <laughs> we are underrated. You know, who's the team that everyone wants to beat, realistically? You know, the, the French have Le Cronche, and, you That's know, we absolutely destroyed them yesterday, let's face it. We really proved why we're the best best Northern Hemisphere side. If, if like, England wouldn't have these rivalries if we weren't, you know, the best. And, mm. and it wouldn't mean so much to Wales to beat us if it was, like, you know... If we were if we were bad, it, it would be like playing Italy. So it's just like you know. Well, yeah, you, Wales don't really care about like beating Ireland or Scotland that much, did they? It's, it's like, all about it's us. So it's all about us. us. Yeah, yeah, that's such we're the best. Because we're the best. So I would still say because there's still that meaning there. 
And if if we had dro- dropped form drastically and like not performed for a couple of years or something and kept losing in the Six Nations and kept coming fourth or fifth spot like Wales do, um, then it would have been, you know, a different different answer probably. And we would have said that probably England are a bit overrated and, and you know, not quite what they were. But I think, you know, pro- pro- properly rated or underrated, somewhere in the middle there. Mm. Um, there's arguments for both, but wait. Moving on swiftly. Um, okay, another league now. Uh, Maxin, I'm going to come to you first because this one's one where we thought we'd we'd get you really maybe a little bit heated up. Um, so obviously, with the incredible try that we saw at the weekend, we know what Mal and I are, g- are going to say. But uh, Super Rugby, the Southern Hemisphere, we're talking about all kind of all forms. I guess we're more focusing on. RTR, the New Zealand version, or or the Australian version, um, but that's a bit out of the picture. Okay, really okay. But, but the New Zealand version mainly because that's obviously super rugby RTR overrated, underrated. Yeah, uh, I think it's properly rated. No, you're meant to say overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's overrated because I think it is an exciting competition. But I think, like, for what it is, yeah, like, it's, like, you have, what, four or five sides that are, all have, like, international players that clearly play with some kind of flair. And you get score lines and tries that are really great to watch. So I'd say in terms of, like, spectator sport-wise, I'd say it's properly rated. Although I do think that some Northern Hemisphere people do overrate it slightly based on the fact that, there's an equally good slash better league right on their doorstep that they can actually go and watch and engage in and don't have to get in at 4am to <laughs> get up at 4am to watch. Um, we literally you see the other day, the Premier Rugby literally has three or four score lines, which has one point difference between them and some outrageously good tries. Um, yeah, but Quinn's lost. So obviously the, <laughs> the Premiership's overrated as fuck and Super Rugby's underrated because... You know, you don't have to support a side. You can just go and watch a dank match of rugby. It doesn't really affect you that much. But you've still seen a dank match of rugby. You see for Anganuku's try, mate. That just that just that whole moment, even though he was in touch, even I'm, though it wasn't a try. I've, like, got, actually, I've got an interesting I think Super Rugby Altaroa is overrated, but Super Rugby as a whole like the old format of Super Rugby when it had or like the New Zealand teams, the Australian teams, I think that was severely underrated, especially by the Northern Hemisphere. I think Super Rugby Aotearoa only has like what four or five teams. I can't even remember. Five. I think that like, and we know it's going to be the Crusader. I think comparing it to the Premiership, there's just that lack of like com- competitiveness. Like I think it is kind of fair to say that because the Crusaders are just miles above everyone. It is like, in terms of actual rugby, it's really entertaining to watch, but I think the competition itself, the old format when it had the South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, then had like Haguares, and then <clears throat> also the what's called the Sunwolves. I just think that's so much more exciting because it's got clubs from different countries. And I think it just was way, it was so interesting seeing like the Lions from South Africa like in the final against like the Crusaders, something. It's just like something you were in. It, 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 all, it was almost like Champions Cup esque because you get to see the clubs from the different countries. If that makes sense, but you still have that those rivalries between like the the clubs from their own country as well. So I think Altaroa, 
slightly overrated, only slightly because it is still dank rugby, but Super Rugby in itself, the old format was severely underrated. Yeah. No, I think, I think super, super Rugby is completely underrated. If you're going to ask me, it's completely underrated. Like, yeah, especially at the moment when, when you can actually watch a match which has an atmosphere and a crowd, like, it's actually just the highlights are better than sitting through you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you watched the um the the Brumbies Reds game, but did you see the crowds there? <laughs> <laughs> there weren't any. There was like oh, there uh, were. There were about ten thousand people there, weren't there? But like, yeah, but that should be a packed out stadium, shouldn't it? Yeah, they, but rugby union in Australia is going down the pan, mate. It's, yeah. it's all about RTRI. Yeah, like, no, it's actually sellout crowds. Boring. To be fair, the game. You know what? Like, if you look at okay, look in England, every single stadium is sold out pretty much every single week. You don't know who's literally one point. It's so exciting. Who would have said like Bears are top of the Prem right now? No one would have predicted that. Us, like, I, I, that I literally would. I could have told you that. At the end of last no, season. No, you couldn't. Everyone I'm thought Exeter said that last season. <laughs> no, we didn't. We literally did not say Bears would be winning. Ed said Gloucester would be winning the crowd. <laughs> Mate, Gloucester are good. Actually embarrassing. Like every ever like Exeter's dip. Like I don't know. I just think Super Rugby is just a beat eight champions cup when you've literally Be-tech. got a European Cup on your door on your doorstep with all the best teams playing. Mate, you're a B Tech rugby pundit. <laughs> no, I'm really not. Um, right, okay, moving on from the Super Rugby Premiership debate. Actually, I have one last thing to say on Super Rugby. The people that, the Northern Hemisphere people that say Super Rugby is underrated are just the people that are rugby fans that are trying to be super edgy. So they want to like support like a different competition and really they should just stick to what they know or don't know in Ed's case. Um, I am super edgy, man. I am super edgy. Look at my helmet head. That is edgy. <laughs> Has an edgy lid. Um, <laughs> No, moving on swiftly. Moving on swiftly. Um, point seven on the list. Moving on from Super Rugby and the Southern Hemisphere up to the Northern Hemisphere, the Scotland international side. Now we've seen obviously them beat England in recent times and uh, probably should have beaten Wales as well. Unfortunately, didn't get to see them against France. So what do we make of that almost emerging Scotland side at the moment, Maliki? Properly rated. I think they have a lot of talent, but... They obviously have a lot of weaknesses as well. And I, I think, I don't know. I think they, they, they have a lot of good, they have a really good team and they can win, but I, I don't think they are, they are just a mid table, mid, in terms of six nations, they are just a number three or four spot team, in my opinion, like probably number four after Ireland. Well, we'll see today, won't we? <laughs> you're going to eat your words, mate. You're going to eat your words when Scotland absolutely run over Ireland. Stuart I'm not sure. I, I genuinely, I genuinely, genuinely think Ireland is a much better team than Scotland. Genuinely. Because you're Irish. I agree with that, but I think Scotland are underrated still. Because, I mean, even if... I mean, they haven't had Russell play for them for a while, apart from the Six Nations before. Um, and I think, like, the foundations on which they're built is just very, very good. Like, they're... Or ten and fifteen, obviously Russell and Hogg, arguably two the two best in Europe. Mm. So like you're gonna have a good side based on that. And I think like I mean we saw them beat England. Um they basically should have beaten Wales, which they got jammed out. They just lost. So I think at the moment people aren't talking about them enough because I seriously think they are underrated as a team. They're really impressive. 
um, yeah. and with like Russell and Hogg, in especially in attack, dangerous, and they're getting some really good players emerging from the pack, um, like Richie. And in the back line. And in the back, uh, and line. back line as well. Harris in the back line is, is been playing exceptionally well. Um, and they've also got Sean Maitland on the wing, who's just the best winger in the world, isn't he? No, people saying that Sean Maitland should go on the Lions tour and stuff. Did he? Had he been on like two before, hasn't he? What? How? <laughs> should he? I, He's a quality he player. Should not. How many other wingers? How many other wingers can can we list? Like we'll come on to one. Actually, I think I'm making my next point for overrated, underrated. Who? Uh, Actually, we got we got three wingers coming up now for overrated underrated. So we'll, we'll I guess we'll come on to three wingers who would probably make the Lions tour over um, Sean Maitland. <laughs> Sean Maitland, oh my days! On to the wingers number. We'll go with the Scottish one first, since we just touched on Scotland. Do do get do Ham Van der Merwe. Scottish. Scottish wing. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. I think. I think he is underrated still. I think he hasn't, hasn't, if anyone has watched his highlights for Pro 14 and his try score, looked at his try scoring record for Pro 14, he is outrageous. I think obviously the light is going on some other um, Six Nations wingers, which we will come on to. But I think he is literally an absolute beast. Like he, unstoppable in, once he's in that, like, what's it called, like the five meters from the try line. If you just put like the if the try he scored against England, how the hell did he actually score that? Like, let's be honest, he had like three people on it. That is actually kind of ridiculous. Like he, I think he is severely um, not severely. I think he is underrated though. I think he is definitely should be classed as one of the best wingers in the world, and I think he has the club form to back that up. And I'm excited for him to be in the Prem. Duhan Van der Merwe for Lions captain. <laughs> no, Ed. Uh, Definitely I think not. he is. I think he's um, properly rated, to be honest. Like, I mean, I'm not to. Hopefully, they'll be an underrated for overrated for Pro 14, but we all know that it's just absolutely terrible league. Um, even so, like having scored those, like clearly he's an exceptional player and really powerful. But I'd love to see how he goes in the prem. I just think he has a lot more to give, and I think yeah, people, yeah. like he is good finisher. But I think he definitely will be showing. In the prem, fingers crossed. Let's see how he goes for Worcester. Like, that's such a hard team to like make a judgment for. Like, obviously, no offense to Worcester, but imagine he was playing for Quins. Imagine he was playing for Quins. Like, that'd be insane. That'd be scary, especially with uh, Morris out injured at the moment. We do need another winger, to be fair. <laughs> um, DTH, VDM, <laughs> mate. How you doing? <laughs> Come to the South London um, squadron. Um, so what's, the, what's the verdict on him then? Yeah, I think he's think properly, properly rated, rated, to be honest. Like, because people know that he's scary and they literally have the camera on him during Scotland's games or have done. And they just say, this guy's an absolute tank. And the commentators do gas him up a little bit. So, but they're right. They're right in gassing him up because he is mm. terrifying. And he does kind of have to go on the Lions tour because he's just an absolute monster. We need um, that big winger like character as just like a powerhouse as an option like the places where he makes meters he just shouldn't yeah. like no one should really no one should he's scary he's an animal um moving on to a second winger uh mal wanted to put this one in because he wanted to gas him up james Lowe, mal <laughs> i'm actually not even gonna gas him up i would say i'm not gonna lie 
Over, just having to think about it like right now, I think he might be slightly overrated by Ireland themselves. He's so overrated. Yes. Like so overrated. he does make a his defense is not great. He does he does that, that like the commentator's been chatting about a lot, the whole biting in thing where he just like rushes up way too fast, like without really thinking about it. His kicking is seriously helpful for Ireland, which I think is probably why he is still in the team. And he is a bit of a like a beast. Mate, he's getting exposed and he's showing that like it's actually showing the level of northern hemisphere rugby and international level the fact that he's getting exposed especially the most important thing that i think he is like not great at is under the high ball and so mm. many so many of the northern hemisphere sides rely on like high balls and stuff it's so much so like tactical in that way i just don't think he's cut out for it i think he fits well into the irish team though because they, the way they play him is he drops really far back and they just use him so much for kicking like ridiculously far down pitch, which is so helpful for Ireland in part of their game plan. Whereas yeah. I think like they have they have like speedy wingers, like they have Lama, like Earls, like like they got all these different guys who are kind of similar style wingers, and he is just like that different kind of wing, which I think is why he probably is making it into the squad. Just a yeah. bit of variation. I've said it before and I'll say it again. James Lowe and James and Gibson Park, both of them, obviously Kiwis, were nowhere near, like absolutely nowhere near the, the New Zealand squad, like mm. either of them. And that's why they came over to Ireland and that's why they now play for Ireland. And I just think it's a bit of an embarrassment, like that they're having to choose those two over like, anyone else really i think i think i don't know i think think they're both overrated because i I think as individual players james lowe is overrated but he fits well into the island squad like i i would if i was picking an irish squad i would definitely put him in on the wing for sure yeah i i like james Lowe wouldn't get near the england team though like comparably no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be nowhere near it. It's James like uh, I'd rather have squad. I'd rather have Ollie Thorley than, than James Lowe. I don't know. Oh, fair. Ollie, just... Thorley, Ollie Thorley's an absolute tank. Man. Yeah. He's just been banned though, hasn't he? Did you guys hear about that? I didn't hear about that. Been no, banned what? for four weeks for or, or something or other in the premiership that I didn't watch, but um <laughs> someone look that up whilst we move on to the next one after establishing that James Lowe and, and James and Gibson Park are definitely overrated. James and Gibson Park's rubbish, man. He's rubbish. He's the most average scrum half on the face of the planet. Surely they've got someone better. Where's I think, Gun- no, I, th- I think Ireland like him because he does offer that kind of, like, like how DuPont is quite Irish. attacking. Yeah. <laughs> they like him because like no, he's no. a kid. No, but what's cool, Jameson Gibson part off is that like attacking like threat where he's not like he's not yeah, he does make he always I don't agree at all. I don't trying, agree. I don't think no, he he's, trying, he's not like a guy who's just trying to pass it and just like trying to organize. He's he is like a kind of he is a classic like Kiwi nine. <laughs> he, speaks, he, is. he speaks his Kiwi accent and then everyone just lets him through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're from New Zealand. <laughs> 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 no, but he is a seriously bang average New Zealand nine. Like I, I don't know why. Like Connor Murray's obviously a million times better. Um, John Cooney's obviously proven himself as to be a better nine. We talked about this last week with Mark, and Mark was saying like, why would you like Cooney is the same age, like nearly he's either the same age or like nearly the same age as um, Murray, but not he's as better because he's better. Nine. I'm sorry if if you if you have a better player, it doesn't matter about their age. Yeah, you know, Richard Wigglesworth was coming off the bench when Danny Kerr was starting to build for the World Cup, aren't they? 
I think, I don't know, the World Cup's still a bit of time away. I'm sure you could blood a couple of new young players who are better than Bloody. Jameson Gibson Park. <laughs> who's also not exactly young, by the way, is he? I have no idea how old he is. He was, he's been chilling out in Super Rugby for the last 10 years. Yeah. Not 10 Super years, but that's an exaggeration. But I just think, you know, Kiwis, go back to New Zealand, please. <laughs> go home. <laughs> Kiwis, go home. Um, yeah, Louis Zamet. Accent. Indeed, is, indeed. I would have said before the Six Nations, I would have said underrated, and you guys would have laughed at me. This, this is what I'm loving it, loving the most. I selected him. In, I think it was a we were selecting a team or something. I remember selecting Louis Zamet, and you guys laughed at me. And now he's he's everyone's basically best best winger in Europe. Everyone's gassing him up. Um, I would say right now, I think he's properly rated. Like he's just so quick. I just can't fathom it. I. I <laughs> You guys see when in the game yesterday where like Liam Williams like flung like a like a very flat pass to him. I was like, oh yeah, like the, that guy's got him covered. He's just like, <laughs> like, not he even. Just, like he's trying. He just glides. He glides. Yeah, like, like, his, body just move. his upper like... body just doesn't move. His legs are just like this. Like, wee. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get it. I really do not understand. Like even like Anthony Watson or Johnny May. When they're like sprinting full pace, you can tell they're sprinting full pace. Did you see Johnny May in the match yesterday? He was like, <laughs> <laughs> but like Leary Sandwich just like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely gassing it. So yeah, I mean, I think his pace is just incredible. But I think people understand that at the moment, and he's unparalleled gas pace. up. Um, yeah. So Maybe, yeah, properly Maybe rated. For Wales and Gloucester. Yeah, definitely goes on the Lions tour though. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's he's Northern Hemisphere's answer to Rico Iwani. Rico Iwani, Rico yeah. Iwani's better though. Rico Iwani's bigger, great tackles, mate. Hey, Zam is like Zam is a bit of a beast, mate. You, what are you say? Yeah, you saying yeah, that Rico Iwani's yeah, overrated? Big, like no, I'd say that I'd say Louis Samet right now is on par with Rico Iwani was when Rico Iwani burst on the scene. You are lying, mate. Two completely different players. All Louis Samet does realistically is run around the outside of people, which is which is great. And like, yeah, he does have unparalleled pace, but Rico Ioane offers so much more. A, Rico can play 13 for a start. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying when Rico Ioane bursts on the scene for the All Blacks. As a winger, yeah. As a winger, I think he's like, it's similar to the way in which Louis Samet is displaying now. That's what I think. So I think mm. Louis Samet's got to go on the Lions tour. Rico's yeah, I think, I think that's a really tough one, comparing them to Rico and... And LRZ, but um, I don't know. I think maybe I don't know. I think in it's such a tough one. I think obviously Zam is scoring tries, and I think as I'd say, he is just gas. But I think his gas helps in defence a lot as well because he's just able to catch up with anyone like and cover the ground. And obviously, he's not a small guy at all. Like he's like six foot two, so he just does kind of like he's able to take most players down. Even if even if they run past him, he just catches back up with them and tackles them. So well, I, I, Rico, Rico is a bit. I think Rico's more flair, like as all New Zealand players. I think, yeah. I think that's the that is the difference. Like Zam isn't that flair; he's just gas. He doesn't you get what I mean? To, mate. He doesn't need to though, does he? Yeah, yeah. Because he's so quick. I, he's, surely he's Rico, faster than Rico. I think maybe slightly. Rico is rapid though. Yeah, Rico <laughs> yeah, is Rico actually is rapid. rapid. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I just think Rico's more of like a rounded player. Right now, Rico is more of a rounded player. 
where I think that's probably where Zam's going to head towards. He's going to head and he's going to end up more like a Rico Iwani. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Just imagine Zam facing up against Chaz and Colby on the Lions tour. What's that going to look like? I don't know. That's a hard be hilarious. It just depends how good it is. The defence will definitely be a consideration. Cause it's it's just that would be the silliest match in the world. You're uh, like Chesley Cobb just stepping everyone, like and then Louis Sanders just gassing everyone. It's like two, two completely opposites, but Chesley's yeah. still quite quick. So Louis Sammet, he he defends Chesley Colby in my opinion. Like who? Because yeah, no, I, you can't you can't I agree with you there, mate. If Chesley Colby gets past Louis Sammet, just turns around and catches him up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so agree. I think, I think he will be able to defend Chesley Colby. Like I think he I think he he's kind of got that just awareness he isn't like he actually is quite aware in defense i think like he knows when to like drift and how far to drift and stuff like that his drift defense is quite good in comparison with james Lowe, who can't do anything yeah, yeah. or even like jacob stockdale when he got stepped like two times in one game by Colby. <laughs> now he jacob was always Stock- the most overrated winger in world rugby yeah thank god he fell off the scene oh <laughs> my god <laughs> And, and, now, and now they have. To be fair, to be fair, we just said no. Why don't they bring an Irish player in over James Lowe? And then, then we said, thank God, Jacob Stockdale's gone. <laughs> uh, he was what? so well. He was so overrated. I don't know, though, mate. Yeah. He was. He was pre. He was doing what Louis Zamet's doing right now, but for Ireland. Not really, because he was. Never yes, he was, mate. Good. He was. He was tearing it up. Don't believe you. Yeah, he's just not as he just doesn't have that raw pace. So like Louis Sam, as long as he doesn't lose his pace, then he's gonna remain an incredible he's winger. Lose his pace, he's literally 20 years old. If anything, <laughs> he's literally got anything is quicker. He's not, um, yeah, exactly. Which means he's not but Jacob Stoddard just didn't really have that. He just had he just literally chipped over the top every time. And just <laughs> yeah, and down. scored. Against New Zealand once. Um <laughs> I want to talk about like okay, so I didn't write these ones down. I just thinking about Wales and Luri Samet. I've got a couple more players for Wales I want to talk about after watching them yesterday against Italy. One of them is uh Liam Williams and the other one is Josh Adams. So can we overrate or underrate them, please, Max and Let's do Liam Williams first then. Yeah, I think yeah. Liam Williams is underrated to be honest. And um I I don't think he's incredible yesterday, but I just think the work he does on the pitch is not like he he does like the the hard nitty gritty work that I think a lot of the other backs wouldn't. He I I, like, I actually much prefer him on the wing than full back to be honest. Um, but like aerially he's incredible and defensively he's so good. His like really good. so he's good. Such a skinny guy. He yeah. like tackles anything. And he can also like he can he can also like jackal. I remember watching the game like when he played for Saris um, the season before, and he literally won a jackal and won Saris the game. Oh yeah, when Saris are cheating. Yeah, that that. <laughs> um, nah, under um, what did I say? Underrated in my opinion, um, Liam Williams. Properly rated for me. Tad, tad overrated. Tad overrated. No. I think I think his passing was distinctly like against against Italy. And he's got Louis Sammet or Josh Adams on the outside. And this is why I brought Josh Adams into it as well, because I think both of them are distinctly overrated. I think Josh Adams is a decent Josh Adams finisher. is, I would agree with you, is overrated. Josh Adams is a decent finisher, but at the same time, like yesterday against Italy, can even finish off like a simple try in the corner. And also he dropped the ball like twice, which is not what you want to do when you're the last like one-on-one outside, on the outside. Um, I just, 
you know, he's obviously scored a couple of nice, nice tries, but at the same time, I just think I think a bit he, overrated, probably. He's good, yeah. but yeah, I agree with Josh Adams. So Liam Williams, no, like for me, Liam Williams is like after Stuart Hogg, I think he's the second best fullback out of the home nations. Um, Probably. Not like, Max Malins. Max Malins had a decent no, game yesterday. No, he, like Liam Williams is he's easily he'd easily make the, the England team of fifteen in my opinion. Like Probably. But he's yeah. he's more of an out and out fifteen than anyone anyone England has. That's 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 the other position where England really struggle actually. Like nine, you could say that we struggle, but at the same time, Ben Young's is like our best nine and is continuing to prove himself as our best nine. So why why do we need anyone else at the moment? Um, he'll he'll go for a couple more years at least. Uh, but yeah, fifteen as well for England. You know, Elliot Daly and Max Malins are they really like stepping up to the plate? Elliot Daly came on and made a bit of an impact yesterday. Max Malins got turned over a couple of times and I think Max right. Malins. Max Malins for the future will be will be there. I think. He, I didn't think he was impressive at all. I think he was quite poor yesterday, to be quite honest. Poor? No, he wasn't poor. I just, Max Malin's overrated. Yeah. Mate, compared to his, how he's been playing in Bristol, like, fair enough that it was his first start, but I was just expecting a lot more. It was a big game, to be fair. France at Twickenham, that's... Yeah, a lot more. He's literally, like, held his own against probably the best team in the world and, and made some... Best team in the world, France, overrated, underrated. Probably. Overrated. But, I mean, he's made some clutch plays as well, Max Mellon's in that game. Like, defensively, I thought he was really sound. Yeah, like, didn't he I let thought... that French prop, like, run over him? No, he tr- he took him down. That's he took down Marshall. To I just used to get so low to the floor that they simply just trip over your shoulder or something. You <laughs> hey, who cares? He's taken him down. Like I'd actually like defensively, I think Max Malins, and that's where people doubted him. I think Max Malins defensively yesterday was really good. I remember that they did run up. over Les Face the guy just happened to trip over him. He's like it's a speed. Fine, bump. took him down. That's what matters. <laughs> like they they chips over the top. He dealt with all of them. Like they there was no threat in that, which they absolutely love doing. Rassing style, chipping over his top to back a tower. Yeah, they, don't have, they don't have Finn Russell, so um, they can't do it as well. No, they have Jali Dank, so who really cares? <laughs> um, but no, I thought defensively he dealt with it well. He made some good runs. I agree he made some mistakes, but for your first start against France, who were really good, I think he made a great account of himself. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say Max Malin's rugby ability overrated, chat up lines overrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from that. Let's move on. Right, last one. Last one we've got for overrated, underrated is mullets, specifically the ones that we've seen sported down in the Super Rugby Aotearoa. They are quite popular at the moment. Also, English mullets are overrated. It's a bit cringe now, I think. What English ones? Like, yeah, I think, I think, I think the ones in like the Super Rugby that we see, like, they're just quite dank. Whereas I think like when you see like when you see like this when you see like random like people at uni with like just a mullet which is just like they've just got a line like it's not faded or anything just like just like oh yeah like Will Stewart got rid of his yeah I think I think now some of the super rugby mullets are just outrageous realistically I, think, I can't yeah. remember who I don't, I don't know many of the players that well but there was like a nine I saw I think Sam he was not. like Sa- Sam no it wasn't Sam not no he was like a Maori nine. And he had the most outrageous mullet. Like, 
not even just like the end of it, but like all the way down the back, like completely grown out. Like <laughs> so distracting from the rugby. <laughs> I don't care about your mullet, just play rugby. Well, I <laughs> think it's a great cultural staple of Super Rugby, Atiyarua, the mullet. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just like won by an English player in the premiership. There's no way. Super, if it's in the Super Rugby, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, mate. It makes the Super Rugby so much better to watch. And they're all dyed. They're all like pink and, and yeah, white and blonde and, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, you guys are so annoying. I might have to get a, a white mullet now just to piss you off, honestly. Yeah, don't do that. Do it, uh, it doesn't work do for you, mate. You're English. It doesn't work. If I put my blues top on, then it will work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do, we'll do a, a live episode of uh, giving Ed a mullet. <laughs> Mullet. Yeah, <laughs> mullet. 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 Um, yeah, just mullet. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't know what to say there, just shank shit. And that about wraps it up for this episode of Much Do About Rugby. Thank you very much for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you did enjoy the video, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Rugby.